Bible says in Micah chapter 4, verse 9, Why now, why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in your midst? Has your counselor perished? For pains have seized you like a woman in labor. Be in pain and labor to bring forth like a woman in birth pangs, for now you shall go forth. Somebody say, go forth. From the city you shall dwell in the field, and to Babylon you shall go. There you shall be delivered. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. I need to tell somebody here, and I believe it's confirmation to what the Lord just spoke this morning to this house. There's a king on the inside of you this morning. There's a king on the inside of you. If y'all can just hang with me just a few minutes. I'm going to give you what I've got. And we're going to worship a little more and pray this morning. But I want to ask you the question, is there no king in you? This question was asked. Whether you realize it or not, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what grade you're in, students, no matter where you are right at this moment, no matter what you're going through, I declare unto you there is a king on the inside of you. The scripture describes a scene that's tragic. It talks about the humiliation of King Zedekiah, the king of Israel. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had taken the city of Jerusalem and then he chained up and brought to Babylon in chains and fetters King Zedekiah of Israel. He made him bow down before him. Then he inflicted pain upon him and he killed his sons right before his very eyes. And then he put King Zedekiah's eyes out and he was blind. And the very last thing King Zedekiah saw with his own eyes was his sons being killed right before him. Can you imagine? Tragic. His children being murdered. That would be forever embedded in his mind. This was a dark season and time of circumstances during for Israel. The prophet Micah begins to speak to the nation of Israel in the scripture that I read. And Micah tells the nation that does not have a king now. They have no one to lead them during this time. And he speaks of them as if they were a woman in pain, in labor, who is about to bring forth a child. I feel this. They're depressed. They're discouraged. They're afraid. And for the first time since the days of King Saul, their first king, there is no king on the throne. There's no one to wear the crown. There's no one to put on the robe. There's no one to hold the scepter. There's no one to make the decisions. And the prophet Micah asked the people of Israel who is kingless and leaderless this question. Is there not a king in you? I ask the same question to us today. Is there not a king in you? How do we apply that question today? How does the church apply that question to herself? How can I apply it 
to myself understand the answers to these questions impact many different areas it impacts women who have child children on the inside of their womb about to give birth to them and I ask the question of that mother who has a, a baby on the inside of them how do you not know that the fetus inside of you may not become the next Billy Graham or a D.L. Moody or a Charles Spurgeon how do you know that baby will not become the next President Lincoln or Washington how do you know that baby won't become the doctor who discovers the cure for cancer or the next Supreme Court Justice who preserves the Constitution we have been begging God for answers for cancer and AIDS and other things in our nation it might just be that baby right now in some mother's womb so I say to moms and women considering aborting those fetuses now, don't. There may be a king inside of you today. I ask the church this question, is there not a king in this church today? I, I ask the nursery workers and I ask the kids' church workers and I ask the ushers and the greeters and I ask the teachers and the preachers and the prayer warriors. I ask this band and music team and worship team today. I ask myself today, how do we not know that there are kings sitting in this room? How do we know that, that not know that there's kings sitting in that nursery and sitting in that kids' church? kids church and sitting before you when you're teaching when we deal with the body of Christ we must ask ourselves if perhaps one person has greatness on the inside of him or her to the people we're ministering to they may not look that great now but there may be a king on the inside of them just waiting to be released and we have got to be alive enough and awake enough spiritually church that when we're working for the kingdom of God no matter what capacity we're serving in hallelujah we must ask ourselves is there not a king in this class is there not a king in this nursery is there not a king in this youth group sitting down here is there not a king in you today There was a man, I heard this story by the name of Mr. Kimball. He was not an extraordinary man, a famous man. He was a man who taught a small little Sunday school class in a church in Chicago. He had been told that one of his students had not been showing up for three straight weeks. And their protocol was if you've not been there for three weeks to take you off the roll. Well, Mr. Kimball did not like that and appreciate that and did not want to give up on that student. So one day, he began to walk the streets for a, looking for a specific address. And one of his students, that student that had not attended in three classes until he finally found the address, and it was a store where the teenager sold shoes. Mr. Kimball did not know there was a king on the inside of that shoe store. All he knew is that he could not give up on that little boy and he could not quit on him so he found him and he witnessed to that little boy until that boy gave his heart to Jesus and that teenager who the church wanted to ride off and take off the roll became the Sunday school teacher that became a man by the name of D.L. Moody anybody ever heard of that famous preacher who won thousands to the Lord Jesus Christ 
He would go on to preach the gospel and shake the nation of America. And I ask you today, is there no king in you? Is there not a king in the drug addict? Is there not a king in the prostitute? Is there not a king in the homeless person? Is there not a king in the neighbor sitting beside you on your row? You see, I don't know about you, but I sense greatness on the inside of this room. And my God looks at what's in the heart, not upon the outward appearance of man or woman. I've come to declare unto you, there are some kings sitting in this room. And it's time you release that greatness and do and be everything that God has called you to be. For now is the time for us to rise up because it is a new day. It is a new season. How can we sit here when God has got his hand on this church calling us to go higher today? Hallelujah. Maybe maybe somebody close to you has broken your heart. Maybe your best friends on drugs and involved in immoral lifestyles. You've got to ask the question, is there still not a king on the inside of them? We can't give up on them. Can't quit on them. Long, long ago on a cold night in London, England, snow had come and only 15 out of hundreds of people showed up for church. Even the pastor couldn't even make it. But on that night, a king was found among 15 people that came. And the pastor wasn't there. One of the laymen got up and began to share. He said, I'm not a preacher. I don't know what to say to everybody except this. If there is anybody here who has not connected to Jesus or you're not where you ought to be with Jesus, look to Jesus. Then he sat down. There was a 15-year-old little boy by the name of Charles Spurgeon. (laughs) Come on, somebody sitting in that little audience of 15 who jumped up to his feet with tears streaming down his face, hands upraised, saying, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. And if you don't know who Charles Spurgeon is today, he was a great preacher of the gospel and his sermons have been published around the world. His ministry exploded in London. He built a church that sat 5,000, filled it up. Come on, somebody. You know what nobody would have ever thought in that 15 person congregation that day that there was a king on the inside of that little building and when he stood up Jesus filled his heart and the power of God filled his life and he became one of the greatest preachers there ever was a king was released inside of him is there not a king in you today maybe you're here and you don't understand why you've been going through what you've been going through Maybe the enemy's almost convinced somebody to give up, but I came to tell you, don't give up. There's a king in you. You cannot, you must not. Oh, come on, don't give up, because God, he's already said it. I'm working to release the king and the greatness in you. Come on. Oh, there's a, there's a man, I heard this story, and it's touched my heart so much by the name of Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson's father died when he was three. He remembers sitting in a rundown apartment in Florida while his mother, who was a prostitute, ignored him, and she entertained her guest. Tears would stream, just stream down his face as a three-year-old, and he could do nothing about his situation. 
Finally, his mother could take it no more. She took this three-year-old little boy to the streets of Florida and put him out there by himself on the side of the road and walked away from him and left him there all by himself, a three-year-old. For three solid days, Bill sat there, a little orphan boy with long stringy hair, very thin, as he sat there on that sidewalk, totally alone in the world and had nobody. An Assembly of God Sunday school teacher pulled up in his car and saw this dirty little hungry child. He rolled his window down and said, would you like to go to church with me, son? Seeing he didn't know there was a king on the inside of that little boy. But Bill, that little boy, went to church with that teacher and he gave his heart to Jesus. A few years later, a preacher by the name of Tommy Barnett preached in his church and little Bill was touched in such a way that he flew out to Phoenix and told Pastor Barnett, he said, I'm going to be your new bus pastor. And Pastor Barnett says when he saw Bill, he thought he's so skinny. He's got that long hair. He's not a lot to look at. There's not much. I don't ever think he'll amount to anything. But down on the inside of Bill Wilson, there was a king and Bill and Tommy Barnett that pastor bought him one bus, Bill filled it up Pastor Barnett bought him 10 buses he filled them up within one year, he was running 46 buses every Sunday packing them out, not too long they had 27,000 children in Sunday school in Brooklyn, New York, he found a king on the inside of him God awakened the king in us today what I'm preaching about can be applied to soul winning, can be applied to sharing Jesus. How do you not know that the person working next to you, the, your next door neighbor, the person in the grocery store line with you, just might have a king on the inside of them waiting to be released. I've come today to declare there is a king in somebody in this place. Hallelujah. I feel like telling some of you youth this morning, come on, there's kings on the inside of you whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. See, I don't care what you're facing today, there's a king in you. I don't care how unworthy you feel. There's a king in you. I don't care what you're at, where you're at right now. There's a king on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever back up from it. Don't ever become intimidated by the thing God wants to do in your life. Understand, not because you and I are great and we're all that and awesome, but there is a king on the inside of us and that's why I've decided I refuse to back down. I refuse to tone down. I refuse to give up. I refuse to throw in the towel. I refuse to get overwhelmed. I refuse to have a sad sob story. Poor old me right now. Oh, there's a king on the inside of me right now. And his name is Jesus. And the Bible tells me greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a king on the inside of you today. I've decided I'm going to have reckless faith because I don't believe in me. I believe in the king who lives in me today. So many young people today, teenagers, are, 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 are wasting their lives because they don't understand this. There's a king in them 
They've been kidnapped. They're kidnapped royalty. They don't understand. They must. We must ask them, is there not a king in you? Don't sell yourselves short, teenagers. Don't sell yourselves. Don't you just give your body to anybody. Don't you just give your body to anybody. Don't cave into peer pressure. Don't cave into drinking. Don't cave into marijuana. Don't cave into meth. Don't cave into pornography. There's a king on the inside of you. You can do great things for the Lord Jesus. Don't sell yourself short today. There is no limit to what can happen to you. If you'll understand it, you carry a king on the inside of you that is waiting to be birthed, that is waiting to be released. I ask every mother in this room, is there not a king in you? Suzanne Wesley had 22 children and number 17, she named John. She would spend one hour a week with John and she would pour the word of God into him one hour per week since she had 22. That took a lot of time. But when she was with John, she would pour the word and little did she know that out of the 22, there was a king in the midst and that John would be John Wesley who would grow up to preach with such conviction that that sinners would tremble and fall. Is there not a king in thee? I ask all you dads and the men of this house, is there not a king in you? It's time to be men of character and integrity. It blessed my heart seeing all these men leading this morning, coming up, leading in this altar. Can can you thank God for our men this morning? Is there not a king in our men? Men who will love their wives and kids and is not ashamed to do what they did and lift up their hands with tears streaming down their face. Men You are better than what the enemy wants you to be. The devil wants you to cheat on your wife and family. The devil wants you to fall into drugs and temptation and to pornography. He wants you to give up on your responsibilities of providing. But I call forth the kings and the men to be released in our men in the name of Jesus today. Is there not a king in you, man of God? I'm closing, I'm closing. Yeah, pastor, you've said that more. Yeah, it don't really mean anything, but I'm going to say it anyway. Elijah was sitting under the juniper tree. He was discouraged. He was depressed because he had lost the king on the inside of him. He had just called down fire from heaven, slew the prophets of Baal. Now he's under a tree in depression, praying for God to take his life. And understand when you lose the king in you, you'll get discouraged and depressed. Simon Peter lost the king in him. He went back to fishing. The same man whose shadow had healed people. Samson was a mighty man, but he lost the king. He became a prisoner bound in chains. His eyes were plucked out, put in the grinding house in prison. And understand, when you lose the king, you'll go back to things out of which God has set you free from and delivered you from. But the good news for somebody who may have once had the king and have lost 
lost it. The good news is that Elijah got the king bag and he never died because the chariots of fire picked him up and took him to heaven. Simon Peter got the king bag and on the day of Pentecost he preached to 3,000 souls and they were saved. Samson got the king bag and he did more in the end than he did in all of his life up to that point. I've come to tell somebody you may be down and out begging God to take you right now but I call the king to be released out of you. God's got his hand on you. He's got you to do great things. Hallelujah. There's a king on the, in some, on the inside of somebody in this room considering suicide. There's a king on the inside of somebody that's lonely, abused. There's a king on the inside of wherever that camera's at, of that inmate in prison watching this message. There's a king on the inside of you, backslider. There's a king on the inside of you, drunken father. There's a king on the inside of that rebellious teenager. There's a king in you who has no hope today. There's a king waiting to be released. So why are you discouraged? Why are you at the point of giving up? Why do you feel insignificant? Why do you feel weak? While wow, there's a king in you. Understand when we're weak, He's strong. And He's made perfect in our weakness. In fact, when I'm at my weakest, that's when the king on the inside of me stands up and says, I'm going to fight for this. I feel like the Holy Ghost is saying, He's already said it one time, and I feel like He's led me to preach this. He's bringing confirmation to it. But I feel like the Holy Ghost is telling me to tell you, I want to release the King in this church, in this people. I believe He's saying, don't become settled. Don't give up. Don't believe all that you see that's going on around you. Why? Because there is a king on the inside of you. There is a king. There is a king. Come on, somebody say there's a king. Come on, stand up with me this morning in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've come to declare there is a king on the inside of you. And I don't care what the enemy is whispering in your ear right now. There's greatness on the inside of you. Some of you need to stop running from God. He's waiting on you to surrender. He's ready to release the King. God wants to use you. He wants to use this church. It's time to make a change. It's time to lay down the offense. It's time to lay down the unforgiveness and the jealousy. It's time to lay down the pride, the egos. It's time to lay down the distractions, the addictions. Turn to God. He said just a moment ago, He said, If you'll draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. And He's here. And in this service, He's waiting on you to come near to Him. Because He's wanting to release greatness out of you. Out of you. Like Peter and Simon and Elijah, you may feel like you've lost it. But would you come this morning and let the Lord restore it? Because there's a king. There's greatness on the inside of you this morning. I believe that. Would you bow your heads this morning for just a moment? My God, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I feel Him moving and nudging and speaking all over this house.
Does anybody besides me feel and sense God doing something? I feel him stirring. I feel him saying, I want to take you from glory to glory. I want to take you to new levels. I want to take you higher. I, I want to bring greatness out of you in this church. I feel that. I sense that. He's spoken that already. The enemy wants to beat us down and tell us it'll never happen. You're no, not worthy. You're no good. But I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now, there is a king in you regardless of how you feel or what others have said or what you have done. All you've got to do is draw near to me. Come to me. Lay it all down. Give your heart to me. And let me release the greatness out of you to do great things for me and my kingdom.